This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Hello and welcome to Hawkside Guns, and I didn't, between this cast and the last cast, I have not bought another gun yet. It is very positive. I am super proud of myself, personal growth. Uh, Jake, what about you? You bought any other guns? I, I, no, I'm, I'm working on accessorizing what I already have. <laughs> I totally get that. I uh, I... I did mention uh, last cast uh, that came out. Um, I purchased an Ithaca Model 37 an 18, from 1959 with a uh, custom uh, Bastone walnut stock on it. And uh, it you, has... you sound like the kid on uh, Christmas Story describing his Red Rider BB gun. Oh, I am just like that. That is exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, well, you know, and I, I've, I've said this before and it's absolutely true. I've been chasing that gun for about five, six years and I just have never had the money. And you know what that's like. You've never had the money at the time you wanted it and the gun was available and it was all, you know, everything just didn't line up. And, and for five years, it just never lined up. And, and this weekend I was going out and I, I specifically was looking for one and I found the best example I've ever seen of one. And I picked it out of this last couple of weekends ago um, and I picked it up and I took it out to the ranch and it'll fire great. It cycles great. It just doesn't eject. And I was like, oh, crap. And I wasn't really worried about it, but because I, I was like, OK, this is obviously a chamber issue. It's obviously a chamber issue. If the if the the ejection pins or, or uh, hooks can't pull the shell out of the chamber because once you get the shell like even you know a half inch back out of the chamber it slides right out it just fires it right out the bottom but i couldn't get it to to actually pull the the spent cartridge out of the damn chamber and i'm like this is a chamber problem that's i know that's what it is i i'll put it up and i wasn't really worried about it and Every day that went by after that, I got increasingly more and more worried about it because I'm like, oh, my God, I just bought a basically a museum <laughs> piece that doesn't freaking work. They no longer – I checked Ithaca. They no longer make my barrel configuration, which is the swivel out barrel. I don't know if you've ever seen these, but basically the, the, the cap unscrews down. It doesn't actually come off the tube. It unscrews reverse-wise down. And that allows the the pin to slide out of a slot, and you turn the barrel 90 degrees, and then just yank it out. It's really easy. It takes I don't know six seconds to to take the barrel off. It's it's super easy, and they still make that turnout barrel, but it's not configured the same. And mine is of course because. <laughs> I did good, and I got the 37R, which is the ribbed version. They're exceeding the rare. They only made only 10% of the the guns that are of this era are the R version. Um, it's before 1960, so it's the Slamfire version, which is the which is so weird because it's the first question everybody asks me about the 37 when I when I tell them I have an old. 37 they're like oh is it a slam fire i'm like well yeah but i'm never going to do that with it it's kind of rough on the gun you know i don't 
want to do that. Uh, but is it a slam fire? You know, it's like, would you do that to a Winchester 12? And they're like, yeah, go away. Um, well, yeah, but about all of them, when they're thinking of slam fire and they're not thinking about going after clays, what they're doing is thinking about jumping into the trenches at World War One and just... <laughs> You know, clearing yes. out as much as they can as quickly as possible, and that's and that's true. Or, or they're thinking in it, of it in a you know home defense thing. But I'm like, this is not the home defense gun. I'm not using it for that. It's got a 26 inch barrel on it and a you know a 14 and three quarter length of pole. It is not a defense gun. It's it's a it's literally a competition clay gun or, or upland gun if you prefer, and. Like it, it's it's only got two and three quarter only. You can't even put three inch shells in it or three and a halfs or anything like that. So this isn't like what you think it is. It's it's an old competition gun, which is perfect for me. I was like, this is this is exactly what I wanted. But anyway, I had this thing, and I'm like, oh no, I what what if I can't fix it? I will have spent this money, and I will have you know been chasing after this and i bought the only example that i cannot replace the barrel on uh because it's ribbed and it's and it's a solid rib and everything they don't even make it anymore um even ithaca which is still making the 37 is like oh no we don't do that <laughs> not <laughs> not for that model you're like crap you know most of the screws are interchangeable and the slide and all the internals and, and the trigger group and everything although the if you replace the trigger group it's no longer a slam fire so um, but I, everything's all original on this gun, and I'm like, crap. So I well, panicked a little you know, bit. You're at a show going, oh, yeah, it shoots great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once. <laughs> then you got to take the barrel off to eject the shell. You know? <laughs> um, so I was like, crap. So I, I, I concentrated on, on, okay, I've fixed a chamber problem in a shotgun before. Because if it's a chamber problem in a shotgun, and I'll say this and people are going to disagree with me, but a chamber problem in a shotgun is different than a chamber problem in a pistol or a rifle. One, the chamber pressure is not what a a rifle or even a pistol is. I mean, the and I've said this before, and it's true, um, the chamber pressure in a 12-gauge shotgun is less than a 22 rifle, long rifle. It's, it's just not a lot, because it's so fat, there's just not a lot of chamber pressure there, right? So... You got a little leeway to work with. One, uh, two, the the barrels at the end of the chamber um, with a shotgun are about a quarter inch thick, uh, so you have a little steel to play with. And three, it's it's a lot easier. To, there's no rifling, right? If if you were going to go into a a rifle chamber and hone it, you'd be terrified of screwing up the rifling. Right. Doesn't work the same way with smoothbore. Yeah, smoothbore, who cares? <laughs> okay. It's a circle. <laughs> Make sure it's still a circle when you're done. So I, I pictured the little green alien from Mars attacks going <laughs> We come in peace. Uh we are your friends. <laughs> we are your friends. Yeah, exactly. So I got a, uh, I turned, I had Bona turn a, um, a dowel rod to the right circumference or the right, uh, uh, diameter, put it in a drill and, uh, did some wet dry sandpaper, uh, varying degrees. I think I started at, uh, 600 and went all the way up to 2000 and then did some super fine polishing compound on it to hone it. 
and did that once. It made absolutely no difference and uh, took, <laughs> took it back apart. And, I, and that's when I started panicking. Like two days, like a day before Thanksgiving, I was panicking. I'm like, oh, crap. I thought this would fix it, and it didn't do anything. I was like, okay, let's just not panic. Let's just do it again. Let's just do it again and, and really kind of get this thing down to what I think it should be. So I did it again, and I took it out uh, as this cast was recorded yesterday. And I ran 75 shells through it, ejected every single one of them. Just spit them down on the ground. You know, um, if you held the gun up and, and racked the slide, it'd spit them 10, 12, 15 feet in front of you. I'm like, okay, that's working now. <laughs> so... So, uh, so you're happy now. I am super happy about it now. Um, now I can work on the things that, cause it's running. I mean, it's up and running and it's perfectly fine. It's, it's a pleasure to shoot. It's, it's a 37. It's, it's a tank. And which is kind of why I felt a little bit more comfortable dealing with it because they're known to be tanks. They're known to be very forgiving. They're known to work, uh, flawlessly for, for long periods of time. And this one is, is apparently no exception. I just kind of honed the, the chamber a little bit there and man, it's, it's just eating shit. It doesn't matter what I throw through it now. Um, junk Walmart shells, uh, <laughs> Remington, Fiocchi, uh, you know, Browning, uh, BPT sporting clays, the soft or the, the smooth hulled ones. Does, does Walmart still sell shells where you are? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't wear I am anymore. It's mostly federal. I don't see a state anymore, but it's mostly federal and some Winchester. You got some Winchester white box, some like Super Target stuff and everything, but yeah, not yeah, a lot. They but they they were they right about the time that they originally stated, oh yeah, we're we're not going to sell, uh, and you know ammo anymore. And it, they went obviously there was the backlash and everybody called them wusses and threatened to stop shopping at Walmart. So they said, oh, no, no, okay, we're going to go back to, but just never really did here. And little by little by little, little it all dwindled away, and they obviously just haven't ordered anymore. Uh, well, they don't order a ton here. Actually, that's probably not fair. They do order some, uh, but they only have contracts left with Federal and Winchester. A state, I, I think they went out of business. I, I don't know. Um, I've never seen another estate brand shell uh either at a gun show walmart or anywhere else um in the last two and change years so either they got bought or they just went out of business i can't imagine how you go out of business being an ammunition manufacturer in a in a shortage but they i just I mean, can't hell, find am, ammunition manufacturers that i've never heard of are getting sold in places yeah i mean just it, because they happen to have exactly i mean springfield armory is building a whole new factory to to produce all kinds of stuff so i mean there's there's a lot of, of things coming. I think they're doing a new ammunition line soon. Um, so there's, uh, but yes, um, now they are more expensive than they used to be. Uh, let's put it in, to put that in perspective, a brick of a hundred, and I, I don't buy anything else there. So all I can tell you is about is shotgun shells. Um, a brick of federal, which is a hundred rounds of 12 gauge of, you know, uh, eight shot, seven and a half, something like that. Used to be, uh, you could get a brick of, depending on the the manufacturer, you could get a brick of uh, 12 gauge for 20 to 24 dollars if you wanted the expensive stuff. So federal was 24, and uh, a state was like 20 bucks even plus tax. Uh, now it's about 31, 32 dollars for that same brick. 
So they have gone up. They have gone up by 50%, basically. Um, but you can still find them at Walmart. Um, no, no, once again, not here. Yeah, I mean, like here, you can still find them at Walmart. Uh, but there's not very many. It's It used to be uh, they had shelves of the stuff, you know, like at least, you know, uh, maybe 20 bricks on the shelves and, and assorted, you know, single boxes and stuff. Uh, now there's one brick and probably four boxes. So, yeah, the the ammunition I have found at Walmart is a little bit more expensive and it's a, than it used to be. It's it's and honestly, it's almost the same price or or the same price as some of the bigger boxes that have better deals on ammunition. Now, it's weird because well, they're I, I used to be able to go to Walmart and buy 209 millimeter rounds of federal brass for thirty five bucks. Now, there was a 10 percent chance that some of the nine um, millimeter was actually 380 instead. But that's not here or there. That's like nine dollars a box, isn't it? Yeah, that's, uh-huh. that's hell and gone. I mean, you're you're not going to see those pricing for maybe another year or two. I don't I mean, think we're actually going to get back to them. I'm, I'll be happy I, to I, I honestly, get back down to fifteen dollars a box. Yeah, I honestly don't think so either. I mean, ammunition was was pretty overlooked, and you have all these new shooters or new owners uh, requiring ammunition, and 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 that's part of of. Uh, We'll get into that in a second. I, I I have some stuff to say about that, but I will say this: uh, in closing, uh, at least for right now, with my Model 37, it is up. It is working. It is working great. I freaking love the gun. I love the bottom eject. It is everything I always wanted, and now I can concentrate on my favorite part of restoration, which, which is, is shooting the gun, which is making it pretty. Oh yeah, shooting it is 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 my favorite part of owning guns. Period. My favorite part of restoration is making it pretty. Um, I had to, <laughs> I took it out to the ranch and I was shooting yesterday with it. And the 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 guy who owns the ranch drove by and and he's like, hey, what'd you get? To the... I expected you because there was a big gun show in town um, this weekend and last weekend. Uh, and the the one this weekend was is known to be the best in the area, which is the Mesquite uh, Gun Show. And, and I was not invited. Dude, you have always been invited. <laughs> and you always tell me, uh, maybe the next couple of months, uh, maybe, maybe not fall, maybe maybe spring. Because I think the last conversation we had about that, yes, it would have been totally advantageous for you to come down this month sometime. We could have arranged for you to go to either the Allen Gun Show, where I found the Ithaca, or the Mesquite Gun Show, which is, in my personal opinion, the best in town. At any given time, but somebody <laughs> seemed to think he had work and family obligations. I don't know who that might have been. Fine. I mean, it's not like you haven't decided that your kids are more important than a podcast before. Oh, never. Never. That's, never. I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> I don't know what you speak of. Oh, uh, yeah, I got Girl Scouts, apparently. <laughs> I didn't know that, but I got to go. <laughs> Well, uh, in in the process of, uh, as I said before, just starting to accessorize the the firearms that I have, I learned a lesson. If you order a slide that comes with tritium night sights on it, it's it's nice to warn other people in the house who don't know what that is. So when they get a box on the front porch that says radioactive materials, um, they're not as frightened. (laughs) Dad's going to make the unbelievers pay. (laughs) 
I mean, because I actually got the text message. Why is there a box that says it's radioactive on our front porch? Don't touch it. <laughs> Put it under a lead pot. Just, it's not important. Just, Daddy will take care of it later. Don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, hey, I, I, I actually got uh, the guy who owns the ranch. He was, uh, he was telling me you got. And he looked at it, and he's like, oh, my God, that's a bottom-ejecting Ithaca. I said, all Ithacas are bottom-ejecting. He goes, no, I got one that's not. And he was talking about he literally owned a 51 before. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. He goes, yeah, I got rid of that piece of shit. And uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I welded mine. Uh, anyway, he was looking at it. He goes, this seems unusual. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty rare and all that stuff. And we, I talked about it with him. He's like, so sell it, right? I'm like, no. I'm going to fix um, it up. No. And, no. Yeah, I'm not selling it. There's, he goes, Okay, how many how many new guns could you buy if you sold this to the right person? He was like, trying to convince you to sell it to him. Oh, I know that's what he was doing. I know that's what he was doing because he likes those old classic pump actions, right? Now I'm like, I don't know, two, maybe three, depending on the right gun and everything. He goes, yeah, so you should sell it. Like fix it up like you do, you know. I, I, I'm not telling you not to restore it, but restore it and then you know you should sell it. I'm like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you telling me I should sell this to you? And he goes, well, you know, I'm not saying I'd buy it, but, you know, it's uh, yes. <laughs> like, uh, well, know. I consider it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I don't think so. And uh, I've been chasing this for a while. I said, I know I flip a lot of guns, and I do. I mean, I, I've, I've probably flipped 100 guns in the last three, four years. I, but there are ones that I hang on to, and... Uh, Ithacas are normally it, are one of those. Like, I've never flipped an Ithaca, which is weird. Never. Um, I get them and I hold on to them. And I, I didn't know I was that much of an Ithaca fan, but apparently I am, because I can't let any of them go. <laughs> I can't. Uh, they're like, I love all their old guns. I'd love to say I love their new guns, but I have no idea because they... They're not producing very many of them <laughs> right now. And I, I actually contacted them. I'm like, are you guys still, like, around? I'm looking at your website, and everything says it's out of stock. They're like, we're trying. We're trying. We got, we got <laughs> you know, supply chain problems with all kinds of stuff. We've got, you know, labor problems because nobody wants to come into work. You know, we've, we've got issues. And I'm like, okay, well, let me know when. Because I would spend the money. To have well, a well, brand hey, new one. Hey, Uncle Joe says if you let you, if you let him spend three trillion dollars, he's going to solve all of this. Oh, that good old Uncle Joe. I'm glad he has a plan. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to work to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> now that he's stripped all the social issues out of everything, but we won't get into that. It's it's not important, but um, at least not to this conversation. And, uh, so I, I got that. And then I was going to, um, I was going to look at, uh, Shields, the, the local, uh, big box, which is for those of you who don't know what that is, it's like a Cabela's only bigger. So I made the mistake and you'll know what I'm talking about. I made the mistake of going to the largest big box hunting, camping, adventure gun store in the area. On Black Friday weekend. Oh God! I no, it, it, it it's you couldn't get me anywhere near any of these places on Black Friday. It wasn't on Black Friday. It was it was on Saturday, and I figured, like a dumbass, this, this would yeah, make I, a I difference. I made the mistake of going to Walmart for bread. 
Uh, Shannon didn't. We we were literally out of bread and milk and some butter and some other things. And Shannon went to CVS. <laughs> She's like, yeah, no, here. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. And like CVS is down the street. She goes, I'm not touching a Walmart on Black Friday weekend. It's not happening. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going. She went to CVS, got everything we needed, including a an oven baked pizza, which we ate yesterday. She's like, here, look, I got pizza for everybody. I got milk, bread, eggs, all the stuff. I went to CVS. I was gone for 20 minutes. I'm not touching Walmart. I spent half a paycheck, but <laughs> well, it wasn't cheap. Yeah, that was that was four dollar milk. Okay, it was it was expensive, but worth it. Um, so. We were, uh, I I arrived at, I'm like, hey, I'm going to Shields, do you want to go? Now, normally, if I say I'm going to Shields, the entire family leaps up and just gets in the car. Um, Kayla wasn't there because she was out with her friends. Um, so was the the little one. And Shannon looked at me and she's like, are you out of your mind? Do you, you the social aversion specialist, is going to go to the largest outdoor camping, adventure, hunting, fishing, gun store in the area on Black Friday weekend. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I said, it's not Black Friday. It should be fine. Have fun with that. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, yeah, well, Black, uh, Black Friday is, is actually now an entire weekend. No, it is. It totally is. It's like three days, and I I did not know that. I was incorrect. I arrived at the parking lot, and it's our our shields is in this big grand big huge area of shopping and concerts and all that kind of stuff called Grandscape. And I parked, and I'm not kidding. Close to a quarter mile away from the building. <laughs> I mean, I could it felt, see it. It felt, it felt glad to have that parking spot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was like, holy crap! I'm across the street. I mean, I have to literally wait at a crosswalk to get in the same parking lot as the store I'm trying to go to. And I felt like I had accomplished something just finding someplace to put the car right uh, that w- didn't have a a time limit or a, the the possibility of being towed and so i i make my little hobbit trek to to the store i get in and it's like somebody kicked over an anthill i mean (laughs) there's there's just like everything shoulder to shoulder like everybody and everybody's got carts and everybody's got stuff and bags and kids and everybody's running around you can't see anything well, the other part is, is how many people literally brought the entire family oh, with them? Oh, yeah, all of them. All of them. I mean, there's just huge, just like these weird roving bands of family groups and stuff like that. that are loosely chained together by, you know, common sight lines and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, Santa was right. This is a mistake. <laughs> you know, this is now, now here, here comes the part where we figure out how smart you are. Did you turn around and leave, or did you actually try to walk through the place? I, I wanted a gun case for the Ithaca, so no, I didn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> I did not leave. I should have. I should have just ordered it online and had it come Wednesday or Thursday or whenever the hell it was going to get here, which is what I should have done. I really shouldn't have, but I wanted to get my hands on it today, right, or, you know, yesterday. So I wandered upstairs, which took way more time than I thought it would, even... Uh, even just walking to the department I needed, which is the gun accessories, you couldn't have 
I swear to God, their their gun area where they keep all the shotguns and rifles and pistols and all that kind of stuff and the counters and, and all that stuff for it, you couldn't have fit another person in it. I mean, I, I don't know how well, the did, hell. Did, did they have it roped off so that they were, like, trying to feed people in line to the gun counter people who would actually be able to help them? They had the stanchions up, which meant I think they tried to do it earlier, but they just <laughs> gave up because people just didn't give a shit. They just walked right by them. <laughs> Like, whatever. Yeah, I'm not waiting for that. And they just quit after a while. Um, no, I mean, it was just it was just packed. You couldn't have fit another. I don't know how they could have sold any guns in that, that miasma. It was just just this blob of human flesh walking around. I mean, just milling around. Um, ammunition, I didn't even bother. I mean, there was, there was every kind of person over in the ammunition counter or the ammunition shelves and everything. I'm like, well, not going over there either. I need a gun case. I just need a gun case. I need a soft bag for a gun case because I want to, because I'm short on bags. I, I I traded one with a gun and all that stuff, so I'm, I'm short on bags. I walk over to the gun cases, and it's like wolves had picked it clean. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, this isn't a good sign. Uh, so, but... They did Amazon have would have been a better choice. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> online would have been so much easier. Um, they did have. I found it on the floor, tucked up like, like obviously somebody had had released it from its hook and then kicked it right. But it was like lodged up under everything. I pulled it out. I'm like, oh my god, this is exactly the one I was looking for. Not exactly the right color, um, but it's the right. It's like greenish gold, and I really wanted a black or you know red one or something like that but it's it, i was like you know what this is great black friday shoppers can't be choosers <laughs> no no and and it was 15 dollars off so it was normally like 50 i got it for 35 uh, and actually i was halfway waiting for you to tell me that you managed to get up to the counter and then find out that the tag had been ripped off and nobody knew what to charge you for it <sighs> i did i did make sure it had a tag on it. i'm like surely this has a barcode somewhere please tell me it has a barcode somewhere <laughs> And it did. It was it was on the the end that was stuck up under the thing, and I was like, oh thank God, because because you know that would that's what would happen. Like they they wouldn't be able to scan it, and now you've pissed off everybody behind you in line because now they have to call for a supervisor and figure out what the hell it is, and and you're sitting there for 20 minutes and everybody's pissed off, and then they just don't know what to charge you and they wind up overcharging you. I mean, it would have been bad, but no, it didn't. And so I trucked my quarter mile back to the car. <laughs> feeling stupid because uh, that's what I was and but I did get my gun case um, I will never do that again. well it, it, it but it is amazing how that sense of accomplishment of I actually found it though because now it went from I'm going shopping to I'm on a quest yes oh no it was you know Frodo <laughs> and the ring I mean it was it was that bad um, pushing your way through orcs to oh, get to where you need to go god yeah except I didn't have Samwise to help me you know, like nothing. I it was just like me, Frodo that's, by himself. That's why you should have taken the older child with you, whether she wanted to go or not. I know, I know, and I no, I couldn't, I couldn't get there. <laughs> so yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Nobody do that. I will never do that again. You know. Yeah, you couldn't have paid me to go anywhere near a major shopping center. On Friday. I, you know, I don't do Black Friday, so I figured it was just Friday. I'm like, it isn't Black Friday. It's the Saturday after, babe. It should be empty. 
Oh, how wrong I was. I had no idea that Black Friday was actually like a freaking weekend now. You know, cause but, it, last... but, it's, but the thing is, it's going to be at least, maybe not to that point, but it's at least going to be some of that from now through the holiday. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Like, I don't care what I need. I'm ordering it online, and if it takes too long to get here, it takes too long to get here. That's fine. Uh, whatever. I don't really care. Um, I, it was just terrible. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is really pretty crappy. <laughs> I was, I did not have a good time, but, um, you know, I saw a video on, uh, I guess like the new things coming out, like the new guns, uh, that are coming out in the shot show. Somebody's making a new gun. Um, you know, not really. Uh, no. There was, uh, I do have uh, some... This is correct- half the reason I haven't bought anything new in a while, because there hasn't been anything new to buy in a while. Yeah, well, Bond Arms is coming out with a new Derringer, and apparently everybody was tired of Bond Arms Derringers being, you know, doubling as a club. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> so well, what- you know, th- some of the things that you can shoot out of a Bond Arms Derringer, if they don't make it heavy enough, it's gonna you're going to break your wrist. Yeah, and even if you do, I mean, I've got a, a 410-45 long colt, and that thing will snap your freaking wrist bones if you're not careful. And they, I mean, and they make a smaller version than the one that you have of that. Well, I have uh, uh, the Snake Slayer 4. What, what one are you talking about? They, they um, damn it. Uh, it, it's the one that rather than having, uh, the wood and the prettiness, it's small, it's got a smaller barrel. I don't know the exact length of the barrel, but it can't hold much more than just the shell itself. Oh God. And, yes. I've seen that. And, and it's, and it's got a black rubber grip. I cannot remember what they call it now for some reason. Oh yeah. See, there's some really kind of things that that you can do with the bond arms derringer and i think the one that this is called is the stinger is i think what they're coming out with and it's literally like half the width ah it's called the rowdy um oh yeah i bet it is rowdy holy crap man i mean if it's just the the the, the length of the yeah, it's, shell. it's only it's only got a it's only got a three inch barrel, which is basically if you've got three inch shell, is it? Yeah, I mean for three hundred bucks, how about we break your freaking radials on your wrist or something? It's <laughs> um, actually the version I had a nine millimeter one point. You know, I still have my four ten. 45 long colt um the snake slayer 4 i like it it's just you know it's a lot of derringer i mean you you could club a rhino to death with it i mean it's not like it's not delicate or gentle or or you know breakable in any way but i think the the new one they're coming out with is half as thick uh, and for smaller caliber uh, guns, so you can shoot like 38, 9 millimeter and stuff like that out of it. Um, but it is actually a, truly a going to be a pocket Derringer. Um, one of the other thing that's coming out is a uh, uh, 12 gauge AK platform. So um, from who? Because I, I actually have seen those before. 
I can't remember who's making it. Be- because of um, Vepper or something like that. I mean, hell, that's the one that Sarah Connor had at the beginning of uh, the latest Terminator movie. It's a magazine or a, a box magazine fed 12 gauge AK rifle, basically. Well, not rifle, I guess, because it's smoothbore. But you know what I'm talking about. Like, uh, it's it looks like an, a, a fully synthetic AK. It's got a, um, a pistol grip handle on it and... Uh, barrel shroud and all that kind of stuff. Um, it looks terrible in every way. I, I don't particularly like it, but you know what? It's fine. Also, and I've seen two of these, and I got a correction from last week because I got read the Riot Act this weekend. We had mentioned that Browning, uh, the Browning High Power is coming back in several clones. Um, one of them is the, I think it's the MCP-35, which is a Browning high-power clone, and Springfield's coming out with a Browning high-power clone. And I'm like, why the hell would anybody want this? It's a 9mm single stack, and my dad just nearly hit the ceiling. I was like, yeah, it's not. It's a double stack. It's 15 plus 1. It's one of the most reliable handguns ever created. John Browning's literal masterpiece. I'm like, whoa. You know, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's this, where's this coming from? Uh, but apparently my father always hey, wanted hey, one. Hey, some people take these things very, very seriously. My father always wanted one. And he, I mean, because uh, of course, uh, the Browning High Power uh, of its day, it was actually uh, really ahead of its time during the day. Most people kind of dismissed the 9mm platform when it was made uh, because everybody preferred the higher caliber 45, right? Because you could get a 1911 and it had, quote unquote, more stopping power. Uh, so they would pick the stopping power. This was, you know, 1920s, 30s, 40s logic. They would pick the stopping power over the capacity. That has since changed because uh, lately the trend, and I, I don't know, I'm going to call it a trend because I, I don't know. But the trend now is accuracy and capacity over stopping power. Yes, a- a- actually, that's very much the case. Well, when where handguns are concerned, where handguns are concerned, and I I can't speak to handguns as much, but well, it's it's very much debatable. Yeah, it is. To, it totally is. But but at the but the theory behind it is is that if you can control where your shot placement is, you don't necessarily need as heavy as a, of a round. Not only which makes it which is easier to do with a smaller caliber. Yeah. Not only that, but with a larger caliber, if you miss a few times, which is actually what most people do, um, you're suddenly out of ammo. So which is bad. A higher, yeah. Yes. Which so having a higher capacity gives you more of those follow up shots. Um, now, once again. I'm sure somebody's going to say that uh, with my 44 Magnum uh, five shot pistol revolver, if I hit him once, I'm good and I know I'm going to hit him once. Uh, th- that may very well be true. I don't think in a stressful situation that I'm going to be prepared to control a 44 Magnum in that fashion. Not in a pistol. Uh, I, I don't think in a pistol. No, I have had to use a uh, 44 Mag in a lever action rifle, and I can tell you in a but, lever action rifle, it's much more controllable. Oh, uh, that's a different story. We are talking like... Yeah, we're uh, talking pistols here. Yeah, pistols and... Because it was a defense situation. The boar was going to gore my father. And I had a forty-four lever action Marlin, and I put an end to that. Now, when you have a cheek and two hands and a shoulder on a, a carbine, basically, it is a hell of a lot more controllable in the same cartridge as a pistol. It just is. So it's not talking about the same animal. A forty-four mag and a handgun's a lot of freaking bullet. 
That is a lot of bullet. Now, there are people out there. I have seen them. I have met them. They're hardcore people, <laughs> uh, very serious individuals. Uh, they always wear black T-shirts that are too tight. Uh, they use knife hands and <laughs> and um, often have, have military bearing for no apparent reason, even 15, 20 years after they're out of the military and have nothing to do <laughs> with the military. Or, or even have uh, enough of a gut that you wonder whether or not they ever were. Yeah, uh, but and these people, I have seen them shoot, and I have seen them in quick situations. Situations, and I have seen them do drills and stuff like that. And they've they fire tens of thousands of rounds downfield, and they use big caliber handguns, and they are wildly accurate and fast with them. I am not saying it cannot be done. All right, I'm just saying I couldn't do it. <laughs> right? I've seen me with big caliber handguns, and I don't do them well, which is why I want a Beretta Cheetah. Um, all the things of a Beretta 92 FS, just a little bit smaller. So, but the Browning High Power apparently is is going to be making a comeback. There's there's a lot of demand for it. If you look at a lot of the uh, kind of full size nine millimeters now, uh, the Browning High Power is right up there in the um, right up there oh, in the I, neighborhood. It's a fifteen. I think plus I just one. found the uh, the Kalashnikov shotgun that you were talking about. Um, it, it's actually almost like their answer to the. Um, Shockwaves. Yes. No. It's it looks a lot like a shockwave with a box magazine and a barrel shroud. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it's very much like that. Um, well, I I was in the process of trying to figure out what new was coming for Shot Show, and the main thing I could find as far as articles as we were talking was how many people are not going to Shot Show this year. <laughs> yeah. There's quite um, a few. I mean, six hours. Sig is not famously. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then again, SIG just got a military contract, so it's not like they don't have sales going on. Well, m- most of the ones that, I, that I'm seeing come, pack, come past are uh, specialty uh, products like the Kalashnikov. Uh, Magnum Research is obviously coming with some really fun stuff. Um, yeah, they got a 3030 know. revolver. <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> like, who needs that? <laughs> Mossberg is still desperately trying to get into the Hamburg handgun market. Oh my God! Um, you're kidding me. Well, they they've got a well, they um, got that. What is it? The MC2 thing? Yeah, they they well, they start out as a Glock 43 clone, um, and then they've made them bigger and double stack now. I know that it now comes with a red dot. Well, just about everything can come for with a red dot now. And actually, yeah, that's the other thing I've been shopping <laughs> yeah. for is um, actual, honest to God, scope for my little AR pistol since I have rage quit red dots. Hey, I rage quit him a long time ago, man. It's it's I I do not feel bad about that at all. I'm just going iron sight. The other thing is, um, they're they're uh, the proliferation, and I and I and you know how I feel about bullpup shotguns. Um, there's a lot of bullpup shotguns coming to the market that are going to be going to shot show, and people are super excited about them. And look, I get it. The Pack Nine is, I think, a a, a nine millimeter bullpup. Um, but there's a lot of bullpup style, uh, both. I, what, is a bullpup nine millimeter considered a rifle? I guess it is. Uh, well, it depends on it depends on the length of the barrel. What it is 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 the idea that you can make a rifle with an 18 inch barrel that is still physically a whole lot smaller. Yeah, than a standard rifle, even with it, a short barrel. Exactly, yeah. because even though the, even though the, the the firearm ends up being a whole lot smaller, you can still say, hey. It's a rifle. It's got an 18-inch barrel. It yeah. fits this definition. Um, 
with that said, you know, there's there's been some issues here and there. Uh, and you do have the actual chamber. Now, we've discussed this with shotguns, on the, and this is where the idea that a shotgun has less pressure than a twenty two. Um, where, where it kind of came up in our conversation originally, which is the actual chamber is right next to your head. Yeah, and it's I mean, if you shoulder that thing, the chamber is literally going off at your temple, for all intents and purposes, and it's a it's a different <laughs> it's a different feeling. Now, I, I'm not against bullpup weapons of any kind. I I don't have a problem with them. I just for me personally, I don't have a need for them. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, well, the, the bullpup doesn't the other, do anything for me. Well, the, it's not meant to be used for clay shooting. In fact, it'll beat the ever-living shit out of you if you try. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's not meant for clay shooting. It's not really meant what for it's hunting. Meant is, is, it's not even meant really that much meant for hunting. It's meant for home defense. Well, that's so what I'm saying. It's actually... not meant for hunting or sport or anything. It's, it's basically its only real uh, targeted Going purpose. Around, Going around corners in your house. Yeah, is is killing people. That's really what it's for. It's for defense. And um, now somebody might look at that and say it's a combat weapon. It's it's not. Um, but it is in the same style as one. And it, it, it you're you're starting to me. And this is just me. And it is only my opinion. And that's all it is. When you talk about bullpup weaponry, you are starting to blur the lines significantly between something that is used for hunt, sport, defense, and something that is attempting to be a legal combat weapon, uh, or, or you know, like a a, a a civilian procurable combat weapon. They are in that style. Now, does that necessarily make it one? No, probably not, because of the mode of fire that it is it is set in. But it, you start to have the same conversations about bullpup, or you will start to have the same conversations about bullpup weaponry, I think, as you do some of the AR platforms. And, yeah, I mean, let's put it this way. And, and I can admit what I'm about to say, whereas some people want to, you know, try to pretend that it's not true. Um now, it fits within the legal lines, but at the same time, people want to go, no, 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 that's what the line is versus, dude, you're using a loophole to get past something. I have an AR pistol, okay? It is the, the arm brace that is on the AR pistol, whether I want to admit it or not, makes it shoulderable, and therefore it is a short-barreled rifle. Now, it still fits in the legal definition today as an AR pistol, but... You know, the the argument can be made as much as I hope they don't make it because it would mean that my particular firearm is now illegal. Um, I can't really say that the argument isn't true. Am I making any sense? No, you're you're making total sense. I mean, that's that's kind of, I mean, it is. I mean, although and and, and here's the problem, right? The, the At least to me, this is the problem. And this is something that I don't think we can do anymore right now as a country because of the way that people tend to uh, emotionalize and sensationalize things. I don't think that the current 
conversations that we're having about gun control and about what should be maintained or, or perhaps looked at or, or uh, perhaps taxed differently or something like that is the same as what is actually happening right now. Because all it looks, uh, for all the world, it looks like, uh, in the media, it looks like we're all running around with AR-style rifles killing each other. Because that's all they sensationalize, and that's all they focus on. And, they're, and, and the term assault weapon uh, comes up all the time. And don't worry, we're not going to have an assault weapon conversation here. We're not, I'm not doing that. But um, that's what you hear in the media. And if you look at the actual numbers and what's going on, handguns are, are seven to ten times more likely to be the cause of a death. Um, and I'm not talking suicide or, or anything like that. I mean, if you're talking about guns that are used to shoot other people, um, whether that's defense or uh, in, in some kind of crime, you are way more likely to get killed by a handgun than you are a rifle well, or a shotgun. I, way more likely. Look, I think we talked about it a bit last week, which was an argument that came up that as much as, once again, I wish it weren't true is which is we it, when it comes to things like domestic violence and people who have been convicted of or have protection orders for domestic violence, that stuff is not being reported to the people who do the gun background checks as well as it should. Right. So even and really the, the statistic that just really caught me off guard and had made me have to go, well, shit, was that gun violence could be cut by 60 percent if we just fix that. Yeah, funny that. But nobody's talking about those things. Nobody's well, talking it, well, about that. Because the idea, well, what you have is a, as with a lot of other things, is a split and divide that is so wide that there is no ability to come and discuss and find a comfortable middle ground. You either have guns are bad or everyone should have one, and there's no middle ground. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and that's the part I think that I would love to talk about uh, with in some kind of open forum with people who disagree with us, you know, or, well, or disagree well, with. Mean, but, but even you and I don't really come down on the exact same side of that. You, no. You're, you're much uh, every bit in favor of not making certain uh, firearms that would be considered military weapons illegal. I'm, I go on a slightly different uh, trend on that one, which is guns should be available to just about anybody, but there's no problem with having a licensure concept. You know, to I, making sure that someone has been trained, has a license to carry. I mean, we do the same thing with any other deadly item. Hell, the person who cuts your hair has to go through that process to carry a pair of scissors. I have no less. problem, yeah, with that particular concept. I just don't think we're smart enough to do that. Because we've proven time and time again that when we do licensing with fire, and I, we only do this with firearms because we don't do it with, like you're saying, Beauticians don't have a problem. Like we, we clearly define the rules that are important to beauticians. You know, don't mess up people's face. Don't mess up their hair. Try not to burn them. You know, try, all those things. Right? Here's your license. You now can operate in some kind of safe thing. Same thing with license, car licenses. I mean, that's a two-ton weapon. Uh, I mean, and case in point, what happened in Wisconsin? So, I mean. But we understand, okay, you now have passed the certain things that we deem are widely acceptable for you to safely operate this piece of machinery. For some reason, and if we could do that with firearms, I would have zero problem doing exactly what you're saying. Well, but in, and even then, you're, you look at just what's happened, you know, in the past 
you know, few months. You know, Alec Baldwin had gone through that and been licensed to be to play with a firearm, and the situation that happened to him likely doesn't happen. Yeah. No, exactly. And he has spent a significant amount of time railing against uh, the the very things that would have saved him <laughs> from from ending another person's existence. So I I think that's I mean in, in a in a world where where rules made sense and we got together and made a good training program and a good um, licensing program, um, I would have zero problem with that because they would teach you how to do the things that you need to do that are particular to that firearm, right? Like if you wanted to have uh, even a weapon with a select fire, you know, okay, I own an automatic weapon. What does that mean? I own a weapon with a silencer. What does that mean? I own, you know, all of these different things. Now, there are certain things I don't think you need to have. Grenade launchers fall into that category. Like, there's no, you don't need to do anything with those, okay? That's not a good idea for civilians to have. Um, <laughs> I did I did tell you about the uh, the wonderful explosion we had here about a little over a week ago. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, just, okay. Um, maybe I was finding this out as we were finishing up the cast last time. Uh, a group of kids out in the middle of a field uh, shooting guns, which, no problem with that, managed to get a hold of explosive targets. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, now, now that wasn't as bad as it could get. There was an abandoned vehicle in said field, and they placed one of the explosive targets on the... Uh, is on the uh, abandoned vehicle, which unfortunately still had some fuel in it. Boom. Boom. <laughs> uh, there was debris spread for 300 yards in all directions, and the explosion could be felt uh, in the next state. Awesome. Now, Delaware is not a huge state. So I was going to say, like your states are a little bitty. It's not like Texas yeah, where it, it could be yeah, felt I mean, in you know, Oklahoma. <laughs> um, that, would, that would be a much different story. Yeah, that would be a crater <laughs> Uh, but but at the same time, yes, there are people in New Jersey who actually managed to feel this explosion. So, yeah, there was that. <laughs> it was funny because I was actually uh, – I had heard about the explosion. I had not actually personally felt the explosion, but both my wife and daughter had gone, oh, shit, what was that? Um, I was driving down the road not too long after that and all, and going, okay, this is where it apparently happened. I'm going to go around that. Looked up in the air and saw four Marine Ospreys circling the area. They were trying to figure out where to drop the military if they had to. <laughs> yeah, see, maybe keep a better eye on that kind of thing. <laughs> so, 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 yes, I think that was a bad idea in something that people should not necessarily be playing with. Now, the other thing is you can never 100% stop human stupidity either. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> I, I I honestly do believe that. But I, I, I just can't get behind a lot of the, the media attention saying that uh, some of the rifles that... Well, it's actually gotten to a point where I st I've started hearing the, uh, uh, the, you know, the, the principal... Or, the, or excuse me, the guidance counselor from South Park in my head going, guns are bad, okay, uh, every time it comes up. Because that's really what it started to sound like. There's no actual intelligent conversation going on. It's just, guns are bad, okay, or <laughs> I sleep with my AR-15 and so should you. Yeah, and there's, like, there's no middle ground. Like you're saying, there's no middle ground. 
And I'm like, there's plenty of middle ground out there to be had, guys. Like, you can be super 2A friendly and still use your head and maybe um, limit some of the access to the things that make it easy for people to do really stupid things, you know? Um, I, and, and I don't know what the perfect line is. Who the hell am I? But the... There's got to be something between, like you're saying, sleeping with your AR under your pillow and no guns at all. Because there's lots and lots, and I think this is what people forget, there's lots and lots of stuff in between there that's not only super fun and useful, but almost um, required for for peace of mind and, and, and better living, you know, especially in some areas. And even then, a complete total utter anti-gun policy isn't going to function one way or the other. I mean, we started talking about it before the cast and decided to save it for this, which is you've actually got somebody swearing that they're running for governor of Texas on a gun-grabbing policy, which is I, – I, I can't believe that even has a possibility of working. I, I hate that guy. I, I, I really do. Well, yeah, and... Has he won anything yet? No. No, he hasn't won anything. And this is a man who's gonna who's gonna go. I, I couldn't believe he said it. I couldn't. And I am sorry about the political talk here, guys. But I I couldn't believe he said it. I well, okay. Th- this one's this one's pertinent though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, this man literally. I I did not believe that anybody running, uh, for a a governorship of Texas, which if you know anything about texas we are a wildly 2a state even the people who don't like guns here are semi pro uh, pro 2a all right i this is the like the i mean if you look at the the gun bible belt you know the gun culture belt this is the buckle i mean it's it's literally like it's ingrained in everything here and it's a big silver buckle man with a big texas star and crossed revolvers on it i mean it's it's like no, I mean our Texas. Our, the Texas flag had a cannon on it at one time. Like you can't, like d- don't don't come down here and say and, that crap. I'm thinking of Jeff Foxworthy going up. A episode of Walker Texas Ranger has changed, changed your, your life. life. <laughs> you probably are redneck. I mean, I, this this is not the place, and I, I honestly didn't think the man had actually said what they attributed him to. Like, yeah, we're going to come into your hell, yes, we're going to come into your house and take your guns. I'm like, and he's well, and, running and then, and then for he Texas. Down on it. They, oh, yeah. They asked him whether or not, if, if he's going to run for governor of Texas, whether or not that was still his um, stance on firearms, and his response was, hell yes. And I just went, whoop. You're an idiot. <laughs> never, not, never going to vote not for even you. fudging it with a. I'm sure there's some work that can be done or something of that nature. He Just is, double down on it. He is betting hardcore that there are enough Californians that have migrated to Texas that he can pull it. And I, I don't know if there are or not. I mean, whatever. But I, <laughs> I'm sure he's all not voting for that asshole. But I. And I, I, I say what you want about Mark Robinson and, and his other views and all that kind of stuff. I keep coming back to the speech he did, the original speech that Mark Robinson did um, uh, back in the in the thing. And there's it's a famous 
you can look it up on YouTube and everything, you know, and he was explaining what's going to happen if you pass these laws that take the guns in. Like I'm law abiding. Uh, I'm a law abiding citizen. You're going to listen to the majority. I am the majority, but let me tell you what's going to happen. You know, you're going to take our guns and we're going to come in, turn them in because we follow the law. But the criminals are going to hold on to their guns and they're going to shoot me with them. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. And that's absolutely true. Like, murder's always been against the law. Just because they've chosen to break the law does not mean they're not going to choose to break another one. Oh my God, I, I'm going to kill that guy, but I'm not going to do it with a gun because that's illegal. That's stupid. That's just ignorant. So I, I don't understand the de-arming the populace. I really don't. It doesn't work. Uh, they just find new and creative ways to do it. Uh, if you follow Star Trek V, which is the worst Star Trek movie, it's like we took guns away from them, they fashioned their own. That's what's going to happen. Okay? It's, it's just it's too easy a technology to duplicate. They're going to figure it out. And you, you need to gun control the way it's mandated in the United States does not work right now. Look at any of the cities that it's it's been highly mandated in, and it's, the crime is not any better. So um, all that to say, and I hate to do this, and I hate to do it, uh, politics and stuff. Fuck O'Rourke. <laughs> I hate that guy. Uh, well, once again, this one was pertinent. It, it was. and he it wasn't, is, We didn't go off on just a political rant. We'll save that for another podcast. But at the same time, it was pertinent. Oh, man. How, how you think you're going to get a And I guess maybe he's got a shot. I, I don't know. Maybe there's there's enough uh, non-2A people in Texas who've migrated from California and New York and stuff that, that maybe he's got better numbers than I do. And he's he's flipped it on us. And, and we're now a, a, a Democratic state. But... I don't know, man. There's a lot of gun people down here. <laughs> Just that issue alone um, I, I will kill it for him, I think. But, I, hey, look, what do I know? It's people smarter than me are going to figure that out. That said, you got anything else, sir? I do not. Right on. Thank you for hanging with us, even through the political stuff. Uh, thank you for downloading. Thank, tell somebody else about the show, if you would. Um, we're, uh, we have more listeners now than we ever have, all 50 or 60 of you, and thank you. Uh, this is uh, definitely not the biggest cast I do, but it is probably the most fun. Uh, so uh, we wanted to thank you. Both Jake and I wanted to thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading, and we hope you guys had an excellent thanksgiving week even though when you hear this this is like a week or so after thanksgiving and uh we wish you uh, luck in finding your uh getting all your tags and all your hunting in uh during the season here i know uh i can't drive by during uh like i when i drive to work it's around uh sun up and i hear guns shotguns going off left right and backwards on my drive to work uh, so I know all y'all are out there hunting. I wish you well, and I uh, hope you get your tags, get your limit, and we will talk to you next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.